This is the second EU public policy podcast. And this podcast will deal with the current and forthcoming EU elections for the European Parliament, which happened from the 22nd to the 25th of May in the 28 member states. As a reminder, I will give you now the dates that are important as they as they come up. So 22 to 25, which is the forthcoming weekend, is the elections in the different countries. And there is a hold off on news till the last election takes place on the 25th. And this is so as to ensure no, uh, no, no wrong information coming between one country and the other. Then there is a period in, in June when all the new MEPs will come to Brussels and prepare for the first plenary session, which will happen uh, beginning of July. That is the moment when all the key figures in the European Parliament are selected. This means the European Parliament President is selected, his bureau, um, the committee chairs are selected. And this is a very key time as political party, parties battle for the most important committees. And of course, the ECON, which is the Economic and Monetary Affairs Committee, is a key committee dealing as it does with both economic governance uh, in the member states and financial services and taxation, which are key topics. At that stage, once the committee chairs have been chosen and the EP president, then the political parties will veer their attention to the selection of the new commission president, which happens uh, in mid-July. This is key um, as the, this parliament, this new parliament, it's the first time that the new rules coming in with the Lisbon Treaty um, will come into play and the outcome of these elections will have a political colour for the election of the Commission President. Instead of just approving the choice of the member states list and thereby taking the top candidate, um, MEPs, members of the European Parliament, will, according to the election result of which political party comes out on top, have a candidate. And this vote, therefore, indirectly, the votes that come out in these elections indirectly endorse the new Commission President. The member states don't really see this as such, so it will be quite interesting to see how this all will develop, and I will inform you on this as it, as it will happen. To go on with the dates, in September... The hearings for the new commissioners, so each the commission president will uh, look at uh, the commissioners, they will select which portfolio each commissioner has, and that is again important for financial services because um, it might be, this comes up at every single election, that the DG marked in which financial services is situated, which is the internal market um, directorate general, might change and financial services might end up going into the Economic and Financial Affairs, DG ECFIN, which some people think might make more sense. Other people say this is it's more the internal market principle, which is which is important. So that, again, is, is a key issue to, to watch. On the 31st of October, it's the end of the term of the current commission, and finally the new commission will settle in and start um, policy making. So as you can see, basically from the end, uh, the last plenary happened mid-April till um, end of September, October, there is a sort of 
quiet period, even if MEPs have been selected and the committees start meeting, it still will be difficult to get files to move forward um, as everyone has to jockey into position. Note also that there will be a new uh, European Council president, so Herman van Rompuy, his term ends, it's two and a half years, and there might be a new um, council president. So there is a lot of different changes. Also to note that the current Greek presidency comes to an end, end of June, and the new presidency will be with the Italians. And so this again is going to change all the dynamics as the Italian um, Financial Markets Authority will link with the Italian uh, permanent representation, which is the embassy dealing with EU matters in Brussels, to ensure that all the files that they take over from the Greek presidency continue and will be discussed in the in council, which is the formation of the member states. And there again, once the new parliament has been selected, then the talks, uh, which are called trilogues, will take place with the European Parliament. So there is um, a lot of uh, a lot of new figures that will come into into play. And this is, this is an interesting time to see how the financial services files will be elected. The maximum number of MEPs is 750 plus the president. It's the strength has been decided. So the current uh, parliament had more MEPs, but now uh, the, the ratios will be dealt out according to the, 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 the size of the member state. Whilst the European Parliament has been campaigning, the Commission and the Council have not been sitting still, and they have continued with technical negotiations. However, the new European Parliament will face that as it comes to sit in its formations in the committees and also within the plenary. So there might be a complicated situation for some files which haven't had a final vote in the European Parliament plenary where, um, for example, the Econ Committee has a mixed view between all the different parties, as has been the case in both the benchmarks file as well as the money market funds file. And it might be that the amendments which, uh, which were negotiated might have to be renegotiated again. And this, this will lead to complications and to additional lobby interest. Now, it is, it is important to see that for the, these elections, there has been a lot of talk in various uh, media about the rise of extremism and Euroscepticism. This, again, will have some implications for the European elections. The rise of the Eurosceptic vote will give the extremes of the political spectrum more power in the next European Parliament. But the two main parties will balance and counterweight this as they will also gain weight. And so it will be uh, a squeeze of the middle centre parties and the Alde group is likely as far as, as the results look at this moment to be, have, to be slightly squeezed out. And um, this again will have uh, consequences in the financial services files uh, as the two main main parties, the EPP and the SND, um, will seek to strike a balance, and and uh, it it will perhaps also have uh, 
a focus from the extreme parties who will try and and leverage their presence and and seek to influence. So this again, uh, in in the core countries of the member states, the the old member states, let's say the UK, France, the Netherlands, and Italy, but also in Poland, which is has a large number of MEPs. Um, the rise of extremist influence um, might dilute the actual influence that that member state has as the end of the negotiations will come more from the political parties than from the member states. So again, this will be an interesting time to see the new momentum uh, of negotiations between the different parties. As far as the financial services agenda goes, um, with its specific aim to stabilize the EU financial markets, and especially to restore investor confidence by increased transparency in the market structure and greater solidity in the eurozone, um, specifically with regard to the banking institutions in order to protect the savers. This has all been a large part of the election debate, and all parties have concerned themselves with the key issues of how the financial services in the EU can be harnessed to the EU economy and what is viable and necessary. Again, the debate on long-term financing with the European Long-Term Investment Funds and the Money Market Funds, uh, the revision to the Shareholders' Rights Directive with increased control over remuneration policies and increased activism of the shareholders, the implementation of the MIFID and EMIR uh, directives and regulations with a mass of technical uh, standards to be implemented. Again, there, this all is on the agenda for the new European Parliament. So it will be important to see how the new Econ Committee will be constituted and also to see how the plenary will, uh, will deal with these files. Once the new European Parliament has been elected, the focus will then be on the chairs of the different committees. As I said before, in the case of the Econ Committee, uh, the outgoing chair is Sharon Bowles, representing the ALDE group, and it's therefore extremely likely that the two main parties, the EPP or the um, S&D, um, will take the chairmanship, as this is a key committee. It will depend on the outcome of the elections to see which political party uh, will come out on top, and they will have to write to choose the first committee. And so it will depend, again, there on national interests within the political parties to see which uh, which is the important um, committee. Is it the committee that deals with external um, affairs? Is it the committee that deals with financial services? Uh, again, and this is again something that will be negotiated in June and July. So, uh, as you can see, a lot is up in the air with these different elections. The next and final podcast will take place next week when I we will know the, the the election results, but basically the aim of that last podcast is to take you through uh, the next five years, the new legislation, see what are the really key issues, the points to watch, and the the way forward the Commission sees at the moment. Thank you all. Copyright 2014 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.